This series gives you a direct line to the pinnacle traders. We're covering everything from when the odds are initially posted to looking at how the market might react. This is the opening line. We're back for week nine of the NFL season and it's time for the odds analysis instalment of the opening line. Pinnacle Trades have posted the odds, so I'm here with Adam Chernoff to work through the lines and see where the market might be moving this week. How are you, Adam? Good to go, past the halfway point. We're moving quickly here. No time for rest. All good. How did you get on in week eight? Uh, it was a bit of a semi-frustrating one. It was a split for me on the card, but a couple poor decisions, I guess, in hindsight, uh, negated a couple winners for me buying back out of the positions late. So, uh can never complain with a split, but a bit frustrating to know some money was left on the table. Well, here's to hoping week nine's a little bit better then. So our first game is San Francisco 49ers at the Arizona Cardinals, and San Francisco opened up at minus seven and a half and have already been pushed out to minus eight. The over-under was initially 44, and it's already hit 44 and a half within a couple of hours. I know the traders don't want to give the Cardinals too many more points, but obviously the market is going to be leaning on the 49ers after another big win in week eight. So... Do you think the market is going to react more and buy into the 49ers? There's certainly going to be a divide between sort of recreational money and influential money on which way it goes. So I think there's certainly going to be a lot of volume on the 49ers. It'll be interesting to see if that's supported by um, sort of enough influence to take it up higher. Uh, initially, my sort of reaction was yes, but I can see where this becomes sort of a bit of a tempting buyback for Arizona. Um, if this gets just a little bit higher, uh, we're sort of teetering right on the edge. So um, interest to see where it is right now. Um, I think we might see this get to like an eight and a half, maybe nine is the top. Uh, but there's certainly going to be interest for Arizona at those numbers. So if you do like the Cardinals, probably best to wait just a little bit longer to see how high this number really gets. Uh, from the total perspective, I think 44 is a pretty well set number. The 49ers have drawn some under money in the last couple of weeks. So I wouldn't be too surprised with this not really lingering on any key numbers uh, to get down to like a 43 and a half and just sort of sit in the, in the dead zone. So next game, we've got the Houston Texans versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. And we've got the Texans at minus two and a half for the Wembley game. The overrunner has been listed at 47. In terms of the handicap, it's teetering towards the three, but obviously it's going to take some big action to move it there. So... Is that something that you think we might see later in the week? If it does get to three, it won't be there for long. That's for sure. As you mentioned, going to take a lot to get there. Three worth just shy of 10% overall. So it's obviously the biggest number and bottleneck in terms of point spreads. Uh, Houston suffered a couple key injuries in their game against Oakland. That's already adding to a very long list of injuries for the Houston Texans going into that game. So a lot of concerns on the defensive side there. Obviously, with this being a neutral field game, that's going to affect the pricing a little bit more as well. So I do think that this ultimately comes down in favor of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, and we, I think the news broke today about J.J. Watt. Is that something that kind of, does that position have an influence on this or is it not too important? Well, I think his presence is certainly worth um, noting for any opposing handicap. But really what's catching my eye is the injuries in the secondary. They entered the game against Oakland with three starters that were out. They lost two more players in the game against Oakland. Um, unfortunately, the Raiders didn't necessarily exploit that as well as they could have. Um, they had 9.6 yards per pass. But when we're looking at cluster injuries, which is multiple injuries at one position, that's really when you catch your eye. So when you're looking at potentially four 
up to a maximum of five players out at defensive back for Houston. Um, that's something that you really have to circle and pay attention to. I don't think it gets to the point where five guys don't end up starting in the defensive backfield, but we're likely to see another situation where at least two to three starters are not able to go. So next up, we've got the Washington Redskins at the Buffalo Bills, and the Bills have been posted at minus 10.5 with the over under a low one at 37. It doesn't look like the plus 10.5 on Washington is going to be available for long as all the early money has been against the Bills. So do you think the market's right to move against the Bills, or is there is there a reason to buy into Washington? Uh, both good questions. I, I don't think there's a reason to buy into Washington, but I also think that the market's cooling on the bills. So it's a bit of a situation where I think both teams are sort of viewed as a sell price point. We saw the Redskins cover on Thursday night football against the Minnesota Vikings as a big 17 point favorite. Uh, really the way that they play offers a low variance type of game. You sort of expect the same thing to come with Buffalo. And I think the total reflects that. So Something we've seen the last two weeks is with a lot of these shorter totals that tend to get bet down, the underdog sort of automatically follows suit. And that's just a pure numbers play within that. If the under is going to come down and sort of both of these teams lend themselves well to a lower variance game, then naturally the point spread is going to come with it. So I don't necessarily know if this is a true position on Washington or just people playing the board and taking the big price tag with the very short total. So the next game is the Tennessee Titans at the Carolina Panthers and the Panthers are favourites for this one at minus three and a half with the over-under posted at 41. Early signs suggest that we could see Tennessee move but the traders seem to be keeping faith with the Panthers despite a poor showing at the weekend. They don't want to drop the handicap lower. Are you expecting any kind of important movement from the market on this one? So it's the exact same price point that we saw with the Carolina Panthers at home to the Jacksonville Jaguars about three to four weeks ago. And it's interesting you mentioned the traders because in that specific game as well, they shared the same sentiment where they did not want to lower the Carolina Panthers. Ultimately, Carolina, the box score didn't look pretty, but they ended up with an eight-point home victory. So interesting to hear them say that. Uh, It was something that sort of crossed my mind when I saw the Panthers at this price point. I think Tennessee got out of week number eight with probably the most fraudulent victory. They were dominated by Tampa Bay in pretty well every aspect. So it's interesting to see that they come in and take a little bit of the early money and grab some early attention. Uh, I would tend to be in agreement here with three and a half, sort of the low point that I would go for this Panthers team, who's had a bit of a difficult schedule the last couple of weeks with a London trip mixed in. Now they get to return home against the pretty overpriced Tennessee team. Um, Awfully interesting number and awfully interesting to hear that the traders sharing the same sentiment they did with the Panthers a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, a bit of deja vu, and I think it worked out last time, so we'll have to see what happens this time around. Our next game is the Chicago Bears against the Philadelphia Eagles, and obviously a good win for the Eagles in Week 8 has seen them posted as a five-point favourite against the Bears. Since the odds, odds were posted, the market is bought into the Bears, but not enough to get the traders to move the handicap. The over-under is on 44, and looking pretty solid if the early action is anything to go by, so... What are your thoughts on this one and how does the market look for you? Yeah, so Pinnacle was a a bit of a later open with the traders opening at five. Some other places on the board went as low as three at open. And the Pinnacle price, when it hit the board, really pulled all of those numbers up. So now it's sort of a consensus five across the board with Pinnacle leading the way on that movement. Um, I I initially thought that this would go higher. Um, 
it leading in through Monday morning, Monday afternoon. Uh, a surprise to see it hasn't necessarily got to six yet. Um, so also a little bit surprised to hear that there's been some pull in favor of Chicago so far. Um, I would have thought that this would have been a little bit higher, but this is the second week in a row. Last week, the Bears in a spot where really there was not anticipated to be much intention opened as high as minus six against the Chargers, ultimately closed right around the field goal. Uh, and that game was ultimately decided by one point as well. So uh, I guess there's, with from within the market on the other side, a little more respect for the Bears than I think the market's really giving them perception for. So a bit of an interesting team in terms of a price point with Chicago, but I would have thought that this could have and still may get to six, but not sure I'm seeing that now looking at the board. So then we've got the Detroit Lions at the Oakland Raiders, and we've got a close one here with the Raiders currently on minus two, um, and the over-under's on 51.5. So it's one of those numbers where it could float around a little bit, and maybe as as we go through the week and the limits go up, we might have money to reverse it in favour of the Lions, or we could see it push through the Raiders on the three. So do you think these numbers will be of interest to bettors, and which way do you think they could move around? Yeah, you said that well. Sitting in the dead zone between three and pick them, we're now at minus two. Um, so really, it's just a matter of who's going to take this which direction. And if they want to take it a specific direction, they're going to be able to because you're looking at one or even even down to a pick them. There's not much resistance in that regard. And obviously, getting through three requires a lot of money to move that price. So seeing it at two, I think it's going to sit there probably through Wednesday and Thursday. We've really seen the markets open up Thursday afternoon and Friday afternoon as well, which is a little bit later than years past. Uh, Oakland dealing with some injuries of their own right. Um, I think that the Raiders overall have a bit more upside from this price perspective, Um, but I do think that this is probably at an opening number of two uh, right in the area where I make the game as well based off of my rating. So I personally wouldn't move this game too far seeing it at two um these ones that sit in the dead zone are also they're just kind of difficult to anticipate knowing that you can really take this any way you want to go uh, and not necessarily need to reveal a true position as a better um so i would suspect that this is the right price um probably going to be some attention for the over at 51 and a half knowing how both of these teams move the football but this is probably the first time in about two or three weeks that i'm not interested in and over with the Oakland Raiders. So our next game sees the Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to the Seattle Seahawks and the Seahawks have been posted at minus six and a half with the over-under at 53. Word from the traders is they're not going to be surprised to see this one hit the seven, could even go even further as we make our way through the week. So do you think the market's going to be on Seattle here? Yep, I I do think this gets to seven and I wouldn't be surprised to see something higher than that as well, as you mentioned. Um, there was some late money that came into the market on Tampa Bay, but in a position where you, I was sort of anticipating Buccaneers money last week, it just never showed on the board. And there's now some questions within this team about the quarterback position, but also just sort of the continuity between players in the locker room and some of the play calls that are being made. Um, although they dominated that game against Tennessee, this is now the third time that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have put together a fantastic performance on the field and not been able to come out with a victory. So I think some doubt overall. And then Seattle really adjusting to draw a lot of attention from the market in terms of the way that they're calling their plays, relying more on the pass, which is what the market's been calling for for the last 
number of seasons. So the Seahawks really turning around ranking high in a lot of categories uh, in terms of numbers and metrics. So that's going to always draw some attention within the market. So six and a half, not available for long. I do think this definitely gets to seven. Another Cleveland Browns at the Denver Broncos. It's another game where the, the handicaps below the three, the Broncos on minus two and the over-unders on 43. Saw plenty of public money on the Browns in the early part of the season. And it looks like we could some new, see them move off the plus two here and maybe even end up around a pick em. What are your thoughts on the odds for this one? I think that that's likely the case. Uh, I would be in agreement with that just because despite Denver drawing some money last week, it was a side I was on as well. There wasn't too much put forth in that performance. It was very promising. And then the post-game press conferences really going to catch all the headlines today and tomorrow with Joe Flacco criticizing his head coach, criticizing the play calling. Uh, it was pretty embarrassing for Denver how they wasted that game at Indianapolis, which was really theirs to win on a number of different occasions. So I don't see anyone really buying into the Denver Broncos in this spot with this being a dead number, as you mentioned. It's not going to take much to move Cleveland down from plus two towards a pick with this total as well, lower 43 sitting in a dead zone. Not sure we're going to see too much movement from that regard, but Cleveland was a team last week against the Patriots that took on a ton of money when the limits were raised Thursday and Friday. Uh, True position ultimately did not get validated with the result of that game. But as you mentioned, it's not a team that's been a surprise to take some money within the market. So I think that this could be both a combination of influential and recreational money on the Cleveland Browns bringing this down towards a pick. And then we've got the New England Patriots at the Baltimore Ravens. And this looks like it could be one of the most interesting games of the week. The trades have posted New England at minus four with the over-under at 45 and a half. We're now recording a couple of hours after that and the Patriots are down to minus three and a half and the total 45. So the handicap could actually move further down to a flat three. I mean, that might surprise a few people who are simply looking at the Patriots based on their record that this season. There's there's already been some interesting movement here. What are your thoughts on what's going on? So we'll have a very detailed breakdown of this on the midweek podcast. This is the spot for handicappers, right? So many people have waited for this spot to come around and they're really going to buy into it because when you're looking from a numbers perspective and an on-field analysis perspective, I mean, every box is checked in favor of the Baltimore Ravens. And typically those groups of bettors who look at those and value those higher than the information or the, the narrative or personal opinions will influence the market earlier in the week. And we saw this, as you mentioned, come down from four to three and a half. I do think this gets to three, but can you really buy into it? It's a tough sort of handicap to buy into. And again, we'll have a lot of this on the midweek show as this is really an interesting game from a number of different perspectives. So I've I've got a lot to say about this one uh, and it's going to be very interesting to see how things shape up over the week. But I do think this ultimately gets to a flat three in favor of the Baltimore Ravens at home. It's all plain sailing, Adam. We seem to be agreeing on everything. Where's the where's the points of contention? There's it's it's weird right now because there's a lot of great NFL content and a lot of the people that I listen to and respect are really everyone sharing the same view, but the market's not necessarily coming around to some of it. So it's gonna be an interesting couple of weeks. The first eight weeks of the season have been have been interesting in the way that a lot of the movement is not creating success. So if it turns around, we're just going to start seeing some disagreement. But right now there's, I think a lot of people are looking at the league in a very similar fashion, sort of waiting for things to go the right direction. 
Well, if people want controversy, I don't think the Dallas Cowboys at New York Giants is really going to give it to him. It's the final game on the board. Dallas is a seven and a half point favorite with the over under at 48. It, this one looks to be pretty stable, to be honest. There's there's potential for it to move to a flat seven, but the traders seem pretty confident on it. Do you agree with the odds that have been posted? Uh, initially, I thought the total was a touch low, um, but at 48, I, I understand it. I would have thought we would have seen a little bit higher there, so we'll see how that number holds up. Um, from the point spread perspective, I think it's just a case of this being above seven and a half and less than 10. It's it's difficult to really put a number that's going to draw a lot of attention for a team off of a buy on the road within that sort of dead zone above seven. Um, so it's going to take a lot to get that one up to 10. And there's just always naturally going to be resistance with people taking a big number with the home underdog within the division. It's a situation that it just always draws money. So you put this at seven and a half as the traders, and you're really not expecting too much to happen with it. It's a safe number, but I think it's ultimately the right number as well. And as always, because we're we're recording this pretty early after the odds have gone up, um, there's a few games that haven't been posted for various reasons. Is there anything out there that kind of jumps out to you that you think's worth mentioning for the listeners? Uh, not really too much to talk about this week. Minnesota-Kansas City, sort of the one game we didn't get to talk about that we will talk about in the midweek podcast. This all hinges on Patrick Mahomes. He practiced with the second team last week. He was on the field pregame throwing footballs around the field. Uh, apparently, they're going to try rush him back for this game. Obviously, a big opponent with Minnesota. We'll see what his status is. But we're, again, looking at that range 30 to 35% on the money line, which could take this game. Probably, we're playing the exact same range we were with Minnesota and Green Bay. We know from how we power rate the NFC North, that those two teams can be priced pretty well accordingly against the same opponent in the same venue. So no Mahomes. We're likely to see Vikings around three and a half, four as the opening price. Green Bay was taken up much higher than that. So we might see a little bit of flexibility there, but I think that the true number there is three and a half or four. If Mahomes ends up playing, I think that swings to four the other way for Kansas City. So that's really the price a lot of people will be paying attention to. Then the other games, Jets, Dolphins, that one's going to be ugly, but that number is going to open really dependent on what we see from Miami tonight. Uh, Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, another ugly game. That one's probably likely to open right around the pick em. So um, not too much to talk about that's not already up on the board. Well, there we go. It's been a very useful run through of the opening numbers for our listeners. Thanks very much for sharing your thoughts, Adam, and I'll be speaking to you in a few days to do a, a more in-depth preview of all those matchups. Looking forward to the midweek show. And thanks to everyone for listening. If you think there's any value in the early odds we've discussed on the podcast, then head to pinnacle.com. Good luck with any bets and remember to always gamble responsibly. 